0: What's up, everybody? Jordy Allard here on the first episode of the Man in the Arena podcast. I'm sitting here at the dining room table at my aunt and uncle's house in Belmont, Massachusetts. I first want to introduce myself before I get into the podcast, but this is just the introductory episode, so there'll be a lot of ups, a lot of downs throughout this episode and throughout this whole podcast. I've already made five recordings and had some issues with technical difficulties and learning how to run this podcast. So whatever comes my way and whatever issues come during this podcast, it's it's all part of the process and we're going to get better and we're going to get just a lot of feedback from whoever's listening and from myself. So. I look forward to continuing to speak to myself today, at least, and hopefully get some guests on in the future. But first off, my name is Jordy Allard. I'm from Woodstock, Vermont. I am a right-handed pitcher at Northeastern University. I graduated from Babson College in 2021, and now I am getting my master's degree. This is my last semester. I will graduate in the spring with a master's degree in sports leadership from North, from Northeastern University. So I want to talk to you about the vision for this podcast. So the vision for this podcast is really more for myself than anything. I'm not sure if I'm going to share this with many people, but it's just a place where I can record my thoughts and talk to myself and get deeper with myself because I definitely have a lot of self-talk and a lot of self conversations in the car but they're not recorded and listening back to them will help me grow and also help me understand what I was feeling or w- what my intentions were with certain situations so I'm I'm excited to not only work on this in the present but also look back and and see The growth that I experienced throughout this whole journey. The other vision that I had was going inside the the mind and the perspective of a collegiate baseball player. So my goal is to get some of my teammates on this podcast and get some of my teammates talking with me and really just have conversations, not it will not be a professional, formal conversation. It'll be a pretty informal conversation, just like I'm having with myself right now, but with somebody else asking them about their journey, their struggles, what they do, what makes them successful and and what they're working towards. So I think that that could be a cool aspect of this podcast, and I think it'll be really helpful for anyone listening that is interested in being a collegiate athlete or just looking to grow as a person in general. This podcast is to be shared with whoever. I'm thinking that I will only share it with my family right now once a couple podcasts get rolling, but in the end, maybe I'll release it to more and if it helps a couple people, great. Um, The advice or the things that I'll be talking about are not going to be Perfect, and they're not going to be meant for every single person that's listening. Some people may disagree, and some people may agree, and and that's great. Um, I I think one thing that I've learned lately is that if everyone is agreeing with you and nobody is giving you feedback, you're probably not going to go anywhere. You need that criticism and those people that are close to you that are holding you accountable that tell you that no, that's not how you fucking do it. That's not how it's done. you need to be better because without that accountability, we fall and we're not able to move forward in the ways that we would like to. So first off, I want to answer a question that some of you may have who is in the picture in the um, profile or the who's the picture on the podcast? So I'm the little kid there there's still that little kid inside of me. I'm 20. Three years old right now, but that kid's still in there, and he's having a lot of fun playing baseball. But the other person is Hank Smith. He is my grandfather. He was, or he is, a mentor to me. He is a role model to me. He is a. He's my grandfather, and he was. He was. He is everything to me. So he is the one who gave me the man in the arena quote or the one who first introduced me to it he is the one who first introduced me to baseball he is the one who was behind the scenes throughout my baseball career and throughout my life just making sure that I was on the right path and making sure I had every resource and every tool I needed to succeed so without his energy and without his vibes without his life without his legacy without his influence and and goes on etc. Without him, there is no me. Um, There is no Jordy Allard as everybody knows him. So first off, just wanted to thank him and share my love for him. And I know he is watching and he's making sure that he can help give energy to me and my family so that we can continue doing what we love to do, and being successful just like he was, and he continues to be. So what does the man in the arena mean to me? First off, I'll read the quote to you if you have not heard it yet. It's a great one. It's on my dresser in my room, and I suggest that you get the plaque or you look into it a little bit deeper. So I'm just going to read it to you. Hold on, let me pull it up on my computer. There we go. The Man in the Arena. This is by Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again With those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So, to me, this is just more a life quote than anything, but it also, everything that I do in my life, I feel impacts me on the baseball field, and everything that impacts me on the baseball field impacts me in my life. So, I feel when I'm at my best, I can merge those two together because baseball is a part of life. So when I'm a better person and I'm a better man, I am able to be a better baseball player. So the man in the Rita simply is saying, don't be the critic. Don't be the guy that's talking about others or how somebody can improve. Be the the guy that's actually out there doing it, putting everything on the line in front of everyone. Because when you're that guy that's in the arena, when you're the guy who has everything to lose or everything to win, that's where life thats where life is life. That's where you're able to enjoy life. When you're sitting in the stands and on the outside, wh- what are you doing? You're, you're not actually in life. You're letting it go by without actually doing anything or striving to be something that you've always wanted to be. So that's what it means to me. I'm sure we'll talk about it more in this podcast and I'll have better definitions from guests and maybe I'll come back to it and have better definitions of things that I see in in day-to-day life. So as I said earlier, I'm doing this podcast so that I can analyze and give myself feedback or share my thoughts daily, weekly, whatever I decide to do in a way that is shareable to younger athletes, younger generations, my family, etc. But it's also for me just to grow deeper to myself and actually talk through my thoughts and talk through my daily visions or daily views and thoughts and, and things of that sort. So the last thing I want to do on this Short introductory podcast is go through the five rapid fire questions that I'll be asking all the guests and myself. So my favorite book is one of the books that I one of the books that I first read when I started reading in the the spring of 2021 when I was at my senior year at Babson. I read. The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. He writes a lot about the Stoics and he writes a lot about um, the values and, and the views that the Stoics had and how they can relate to modern day and how we can grow from them. The book, The Obstacle of the Way, put into a summary by me is You need to choose the path that has the hardest resistance or or is a path that you will struggle on. Because when you path, when you choose the path of least resistance, which I have done in the past, it doesn't bring you where you want to go or where you need to go as a person. It brings you comfort, for sure, and you feel good in that moment. But later, you realize that when you tackle those obstacles and you don't run from them, if you fight those obstacles and you move through them, that the growth is unbelievable and exponential. So the little things, the struggle, making sure that you're doing hard things or things that will grow you is the way to go. So the obstacle is the way the the obstacles are there for a reason. If there were no obstacles, you would never have to grow. You'd just be comfortable and stagnant. And to me, I have experienced that in the past and it's not a fun time. The the times that I'm having the most fun or I feel the most alive are right after that struggle, like that reward, that feeling of being the person who laid it all on the line. Maybe I lost, maybe I failed, but I gave it everything I had. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask. You're not going to win every time, especially on the mound, especially in life, you're going to get punched in the mouth. Things are going to come up that are unexpected, but when you're able to see the struggle and see the obstacles as the good parts in life, life maybe doesn't get easier, but you get stronger and you're able to tackle it and, and strive. And instead of just exist, you're able to thrive. So my favorite memory, next question, sorry, getting new to this podcast thing. So my favorite memory from baseball was the division three world series. I pitched against Johns Hopkins. We lost, I pitched eight innings. We lost six to five, I believe. And I was not at my best. i wasn't that good. It was my sophomore year and I struggled, but I gave it what I had. And it was a very nervous, nervous game for me, um, a lot riding on it. And I, I didn't fail. I gave it what I had and I don't regret anything I did on the field. But after the game, the reason why it's my favorite memory is because, you know, I'm a, li- I'm a kid from small town, Vermont. There's 700 people in the town that I live in and i was pitching in the d3 world series and my grandfather as always was at the game he would not miss any game whether it was in florida uh this game happened to be in cedar rapids iowa but of course he was there and my mother was too but he my grandfather hank smith would never miss a game no matter where it was he would make sure that he was there and he'd definitely give me some tips after and he, uh, the, the reason it was so special to me was because it it seemed like it was a culmination of all the hard work and energy that we had put together into this, this dream, this baseball dream. And it finally came to fruition and I failed, but the connection that we had and the energy that we shared and the vibrations that we shared, it, it all came together. And that moment was just a, a beautiful moment. I have a picture of us hugging and, and I definitely, I was crying in his shoulder and um, he was just proud. And it, it's something that I will cherish for, for life. And uh, sometimes when I'm meditating or visualizing, I'll go back to that moment and um, I can still feel it. You know, I can feel the emotions and I can feel the energy that he brings and continues to to bring to me and to my family. So that's my favorite baseball memory. A little out of breath there. Got to gotta breathe and slow it down, like Jess Smith says. Um, outside baseball favorite memory. I was actually thinking about this earlier when I was doing a earlier recording, and I had to stop because I had no clue. I was like, damn, baseball has been my life for my whole life. Um, so I never had thought of what was my favorite memory outside baseball. Like everything had been involved with baseball. But when I sit down and think about it, there's not just one memory that comes up. There's a lot of things that come up. Everything that comes up involves the farm that I I now live on with my grandma. And the best memories I have were being outside in nature, being on the farm, barefoot, running around as a kid, not thinking anything. You know, maybe there was baseball. there There was baseball involved, but in these memories, it's just being up at the pond and having my whole family together and being able to experience their love, the laughs and just being together. Um, Those are the best memories that I have. There's no specific ones and there will definitely be more to come, but just being present, no technology, no phones. I'm just a kid running around on the farm, not worrying about anything except for what's going on right there and then. And, when I think about being a kid or or kids, I think of how smart and how wise they actually are, and I'm going to hopefully get my two younger cousins, Henry and Cam and, and Mia, if she wants to. She she hates me a little bit, and I say that jokingly, but um, we'll see if she wants to get on the podcast as well, and I want to ask them questions just because I, I believe that they're wiser than... Than all of us adults and I say adult for me in quotes, but they're wiser than us and they know more than we actually think they do. And when we, as we grow up and get older, we start to change our ways to act and to behave like others want us to, but it actually takes us away from our roots and what, what we're meant to do as humans and, and people and souls. So third question Have you ever been in flow state and describe it? I'm a huge flow state guy. The flow state is to me. So yes, I have been in flow state. The flow state to me is just when you're immersed in that moment and there's nothing else. So it's just you and that task and you're just enjoying that specific moment. Your breath is there. Everything's there. And and when you're on the mound in flow state, when you're in life in flow state, that's when you're creative. That's when your performance is at its highest that's when you're able to execute and, and be yourself and just let your body do the, what you have trained it to do, the work that you put in. You're just able to get it out and let it let it happen. And I've experienced this recently this summer, but I've also experienced it and I I experienced it all the time as a kid without even knowing it. I was just playing baseball, having fun. And And that's what I was doing. Like that was my task. I got to throw this ball and I got to strike guys out and I got, it didn't matter whether I was failing or succeeding. I was focused on that task and letting my body perform how I had practiced. And that was flow. So another question, what is something uncomfortable that you want to start doing in order to grow? So this is actually one that i didn't think of but i'm not going to pause the podcast i'm going to i'm going to think of something on the fly so for me getting out of my comfort zone and and talking to strangers or uh, yeah that's it the most like i i i am very friendly once i get to know people but sometimes with strangers i don't like to speak or interact but something that i've been trying to do lately and is uncomfortable, but we'll start to get more comfortable as I do it more and more and train myself is talk to strangers or introduce myself and accept that, not necessarily be rejected, but I might be looked at as weird. And, and that's great. That's fine. Because when you're giving that energy out, people can feel that energy. So when you're a positive vibe and you're giving positive energy, you just bring that to the table and people can feel those vibrations and that energy. And there's nothing bad that can happen. There's, there's only good, you know, and, and in their mind, they'll, that energy translates to them and maybe they give that good energy to the rest of the people that they see in that day and so on and so forth. So that's what I'm going to start doing to grow. And that's something that's uncomfortable for me. So my most valued non-material possession. I was just thinking about this. I wanted to say my mind, but I th- I think my mind is material because it's my brain, but maybe not, maybe like my energy or my soul. But my my favorite non-material possession is my worth work ethic. So I need to continue to have that same worth work ethic. That I've had, and I need to continue to grow it. And something that I've thought about during this podcast is now that I'm actually speaking it, I need to be even more conscious and even more disciplined in doing the things that I'm talking about. Because if I do the, if I'm just talking about those things and not actually doing them, that's being a hypocrite. And that's something I would not love to be. So, most valued non-material possession is my work ethic. Something I often forget that I'm grateful for is life or life. I'm just going to say life because that's a pretty broad general um, thing that I'm grateful for. So I guess I could say like my body or my breath or, or something along those lines. But we often forget that we're grateful for things until they're taken away. But I've tried to, to do a better job at being thankful for what I do have that I had no clue that could, that I in, in younger years would not have seen but, but now I can see it so, so clearly where other people aren't as fortunate as I am and I'm able to have those things. So something that I often forget that I'm grateful for is life or existing and being able to feel the good, the bad, the in-between, all of it. And then advice to my five-year-old self. This one's my favorite one something I've started to do when i'm meditating is talk to my younger self so i'll put my i'll try or I will put myself when i'm doing visualization back on the farm and I'll see my five year old or ten year old self playing on the pitchback and playing games playing against myself with with two hats and and just living in the moment when i would or i'll go into a little bit more detail in the story so when i was 5 or 10 even probably 12 13 14 i would go outside and i had a pitch back or a pitch rebounder and i would just play baseball games against myself i would bring hats i would pretend i'm a different team i would throw hits ground balls fly balls and that's that's i was visualizing and 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 being a kid and and flowing in the moment so that's when i feel like i was most happy or most present in my life. And I put myself in, you know, my, my 23 year old body now, and I go back to the farm and I'm talking with my five-year-old or 10 year old self. And I'm like, keep going, just have as much fun as you can, you know, trust yourself, believe in yourself, because there's not going to be a lot of people that believe in you other than your family and yourself. There might be people that look like they believe in you, but realistically, they're hoping that you fail. So believe in yourself, work hard, but don't work for a reward because the reward is the work. So don't work because you want the fame or you want to have that trophy, but work because you love doing it. You get to do it. You get to play baseball work because that's what brings you joy and you're, you're able to do it. And then the other advice that I would give is don't quit because you're going to face struggles. You're going to face adversity. You're going to get punched in the mouth really hard. Then while you're down, they might punch you in the stomach and then kick you in the back of the head. Like life might do that to you sometimes, but if you can just get to your knees, get to your feet, slowly start walking again. Then you start running and then you sprint. You're going to be just fine. Trust the rock bottom, trust the the highs, but try to stay neutral and, and try to continue to work whether you're the best or the worst. And then also obviously, um, go inside and, and give your grandfather a hug because, you know, he's, he's watching you. He's making sure that all the moves that he makes are for you and he's making sure that you're going to be set off in the right direction with all the resources you need and all the energy and love you need whether he's with you physically or not so that's my advice to my 5-year-old self i i made it through without getting too emotional that was pretty good i'm I'm proud of myself for that and I'm going to end this first episode. This is the first time I've talked to myself for 26 minutes in a row, but it was a lot of fun and um, I'm really enjoying doing this. And I hope that whoever's listening can maybe get a little advice or get some sort of help or growth from this. And I will continue to work to, ask good questions, and get on some good people that I am close with, and we'll work from there. So obviously, I I appreciate you sticking with me for this 27 some odd minutes, and I appreciate the, the sticking with me through the pauses and the recording struggles, but for the first episode, I'm pleased with how it is. And I'm not sure how long this will take for me to produce and figure out how to get out to people, but I look forward to sharing this journey with myself. I look forward to sharing this journey with my family and anyone else who is listening. If you'd like to contact me, I'll just give my, my Instagram, jordieler24, and then we can go from there. But if you're listening, thank you. Sorry, there's no intro or outro music. I'm not that tech savvy yet maybe we'll get there eventually. Maybe not. I like that. It's just pretty simple and just me talking and, um, yeah, thank you. And see you guys next episode.